Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, July 1st, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Addie Oye Jr. Joining me is IGN's Rebecca Valentine. Well, howdy. Rebecca, how's it going? Welcome. It's going great. I am, Blessing, I am on vacation. I am not working. You are. For the next six days, I'm so happy. Do you not count this as working? No. Because, like, you're talking about video. You're a video games journalist. Now you're yeah. talking about video games on a show. I feel like this shouldn't count to your vacation being like very like being candid and vulnerable in the first like 15 seconds of kind of funny uh i mean yeah like a little bit it's still being on it's still talking about video games and you know associating it with my professional identity but also mm. it's like fun and chill and you know we're just hanging yeah out. So this is the fun part of your job yeah like this is the, I mean, this is the part you the, like all to my do. job is the fun parts but oh yeah you gotta you, know. you gotta keep that in there for the ign bosses that are watching but between you and me this is the funnest part though yeah, yeah, like yeah. being on camera just oh, talking yeah. about video games yes that's what i love rebecca what's the what's been the latest with you at ign Oh man. I mean, so it's it's kind of weird, right? Because like my my primary job, like why I'm there is to put my head down for like months at a time and and like secretly write like silly little long in-depth reports. Reporting the, things. Like the important stuff. So it's weird because I can't talk about them, right? But that's like what I'm doing is I've I've got like multiple things cooking. Hopefully that you might start you might see some soon. Um oh, I've shit. got like I mean, like two things uh, that I think are very weird and interesting that people might like. Maybe in the next month you might you might see a, a report or two. Who can say? Uh, what's yeah. what's the latest thing you can talk about? Uh oh man, I don't. I mean, I did. I went to play days. Is what I did. I did like this. I was helping out with the summer. What have I even written lately? I don't know. You know what? No. You know what? I can talk about. So I I advocated to start uh last year a, a column where every two weeks i just write about an indie game that i think is neat because you know we don't we don't get as much coverage of like little little tiny games made by a couple of people um over at ign and i got a lot of support for that and so every couple nice. of weeks i've just been writing it's like a combo pre it's like a little bit of a preview like it's, it's not like a critical scored review but it's like hey i played like the first couple hours of this thing and you know these are the things i liked about it if you're into this you might like this um, and then I usually interview the devs and I talk about it. And the most recent one I did was a little game called Freshly Frosted, uh, nice. which is a game about, a, it's a puzzle game where you design like little donut factories. Like you make conveyor belts to trans, uh, transport different kinds of donuts from one side to the other. There's like obstacles and you got to like, you know, get the sprinkles and the frosting on, right? It's very soothing. It's like playing a headspace meditation. Oh, that's really cool. Right now, uh, Roger has pulled up uh, some video of Freshly Frosted, and it looks really cool. Like, I'm, I'm really digging the art style. Yeah, it's it's good vibes. Like, the I'm, I don't know if it's playing music, but like the music is very, like, like lo-fi beats to make donuts, too, kind of. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's really chill. It's nice. I mean, if you like it, you know, if you like that kind of vibe, like Freshly, freshly Frosted, it's on, like, every platform. Uh, but, yeah, I do I do one of those every couple of weeks. I've been setting up my next column to go after that. I've written about... Uh, uh oh crap what's it called uh uh citizen sleeper uh chinatown nice. detective agency recently um yeah just a bunch of really really cool things floppy nights would you would you say indie games are like your your bread and butter 
think so. I mean, I like I like big games too. I play plenty of of bigger games. I'm actively playing Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. Oh um, hell yeah! But is that your yeah. first time going through it, or is this just yes. an additional playthrough? Really? Yes. Yes. How are you liking it? Uh, I do not like the original Final Fantasy VII, so this is sort of a weird territory for me. But uh, I I mostly enjoy this. Uh, I really I love the idea of a game. I mean, not to spoil this too much for people, but I like the idea of a remake that grapples with its own identity as a remake. Uh, yeah. And I think this very much does. Uh, I do think that some of the filler content is a little a little tedious. There was a, there was a thing where I was just running around under the plate for like an hour, and it seemed very pointless. And I wish I hadn't done that. Uh, but but yeah, a lot of it's really nice. I think I, I just got to uh, uh, working around Honey Bee in right now, which is oh okay spectacular. I lo- I love that part. Like Honey yeah. Bee in for me, I, I was curious about how that was going to go in Seven Remake. Because I know yeah. in original seven, that can kind of get iffy in terms of how you yes. translate that to modern times and the way we think about this subject matter. And I feel like Remake did a pretty good job of it. Yeah. I'm really enjoying everyone just clowning on Cloud constantly. Because I oh, remember yeah. growing up, like, everybody t- treated him very seriously. Like, all my friends who were fans of Final Fantasy VII thought he was just the coolest guy yeah, ever. Yeah, like, he's a badass. Like, he's cool. Oh, he's so misunderstood. And now, like, I mean, this is, he's just such a joke. Yeah. like no one in this life takes him seriously. <laughs> Aerith is just like, yo, I'm I'm about Tifa. Tifa's my best friend, right? Like, I feel like everybody's like, oh, Cloud's just here. And every now and then we'll flirt with Cloud or we'll make fun of him. But for the most part, like, we're here for each other, which I appreciate. He meets her. He meets her in the street. And, and she's like, oh, you're cute. Hi, I'm flirting. And he's like, I have a dark past and many yeah, problems. Like, she's Cloud. like, okay. Like, all right, well, man. good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, right, before we get into the proper show, I do want to ask you. Yeah. Top three franchises. That Usually when people are, are new to the show, I ask them the, what their favorite game of all time is. You've been on the show a few times before, so I want to get deeper into your video game oh history, God. your video game taste. Top three fra- video game franchises. So, like, it has to have multiple entries is what we're saying. Or not. It could be a one-entry franchise. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, I think Pokemon has to be. Like, it's it, it would mm. be embarrassing for me not to say Pokemon. I mean, I'm I'm not as... Some of the more recent games have been a little sad for me, but I, I will play Pokemon every single year religiously. Um, what else? I, Animal Crossing probably. I think it's gonna be very boring answers. Blessing Animal Crossing. I mean, obviously, those are good answers. Uh, a lot of people love Pokemon. A lot, love, a lot of people love Animal Crossing. Love Animal Crossing. I don't know what the third one would be. What do I really like? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you're, I you're, like? It sounds like you're a Nintendo dude. You love yourself some Nintendo. I am a Nintendo dude. I grew. I mean, I grew up on Nintendo. Was, I. I mean, I never. People who follow me on Twitter know that I never shut up about Golden Sun. So maybe that's the third one. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. like. I don't know that Golden Sun's like my favorite video game of all time, so I don't know if that works. Uh, I don't know Undertale, maybe like if, if Undertale and Delta Rune are considered a totality of a franchise. Maybe I'll consider that a franchise. Yeah, okay, put that up there. Undertale slash Delta Rune. That's probably up there. I, I mean, there's a few other like individual games that I like better, but uh, yeah, that's probably really good. Oh, yeah. But now I'm thinking about like all of these other things I like. Now I'm like, oh, I'm really excited for Silk Song. Should Hollow Knight be up there? I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. if you want to just inter- if you just want to intersperse them into the show, right? Like just interrupt me in the middle of a new story. Be like, actually, Mario Tennis a- is up there. I have a list on my computer somewhere of like my top 10 video games so that anytime anyone asks me what they are, I can actually have an answer ready. Uh, I mean, so do you want to bust gonna- out the list? No, it's going to take me forever to find and I have a mechanical keyboard and you're going to hear clack, 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 clack while I'm trying to find it. So you don't want to listen to that. Uh, Fair enough. I know the Chrono Games. Oh my God, I don't know. This is hard. I should have prepared for this. I should have brought note cards. Well, Reb, here's the thing. I'm going to get into the intro. I want you to think as I'm going through the rigmarole, 
go ahead and sit down, think, clear your mind, and figure out what that last franchise is. But as you do, I want to tell everybody about today's stories, which include no new Infamous or Sly Coopers anytime soon, Nintendo on why they don't make the games you ask for, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new ps i love you xoxo is up right now it is me it is greg and it is special guest young yeah talking about what's next for metal gear solid you can catch that right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe and then also i'm gonna be on rooster teeth's survive block island and i have no idea what i'm getting myself into uh survive block island is an online competition reality series where 12 gamers are stranded on an island in the world of minecraft the competitors gaming and social skills are put to the ultimate test in a variety of challenges where the losers are forced to vote off the weakest link the last player standing will be crowned the champion of survive block island uh season two premieres on september 16th roger if you're able to pull up the trip you already already am already am uh, are you playing with, with sound by any chance oh no i'm not uh should Actually, i be you don't have to because i was gonna i was gonna see if you could but i don't think when you when you play stuff with your setup i don't think i hear it uh you should i I could set i could set that up i mean uh can you hear can you hear it now no no okay i'll I'll figure that out (laughs) if you can figure it out let me know uh but yeah no if you if you want to check out the trailer go to the at rooster youth on twitter they have it up there uh and this is one where i got the email for it from rooster they're like hey do you want to be on survive block island i was like i have no idea what that is start from the beginning start from the beginning yeah okay can you hear it now this island is designed to challenge you so this is the trailer if you're an audio listener you might not make it out alive. The only way to survive is together. The only way to win is alone. Who will endure? Yeah, there's a basically survivor in Minecraft, and they go through the the contestants. Right, you got uh, Gavin Free, Jack Patillo, Blaine Gibson, Andrew Pan- Panton, uh, Lindsey Washburn, John Holland, uh, me, Blasiadeli, Fuya, uh, Meg Turney, uh, Blizzbear, uh, Lil Lexi. Five Block Island meltdown. And yeah, the, the theme of the season is, is season's meltdown, and again, it premieres on September 16th. I've never touched Minecraft in my life. And so I am very, uh, not nervous necessarily, but like, I'm, I'm curious on how this is going to go. Cause I've also not seen survive block Island. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. I plan to watch through the first season of survive block Island to see like, all right, how do I need to prepare myself? The only thing I know is that, you know, I like them deception games. I like among us. I've been playing a uh, one night ultimate werewolf with friends lately. And that's my type of shit. And I've been told as long as I like that type of shit, then I should be fine here. But uh, that should be a fun time. I know a lot of people dig Survive Block Island. So look out for me in season two, I guess. Uh, and then uh, the July Platinum art print is here for patreon.com slash kind of funny or patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, Roger, do you have the link for that? Uh, if you can pull it up. Yep. Uh, we have it right here. Hell yeah. And that's cool. Is that some Jurassic Park shit? Is that what yeah, it's Jurassic Park. 
Jurassic World, oh, yeah. Jurassic Park, same thing. Jurassic World, Jurassic Park is the one that Greg Miller loves this. That's Dr- mainly the only thing I know about Jurassic World. Uh, he likes Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That's the one he likes. That's is that the bad one? one? Yeah. Is that the one that yeah, people that's uh, exactly, hate on? Yeah, that's the reason why he likes it. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, there you go. Go to patreon.com, so it's kind of funny, or patreon.com, so it's kind of funny games to get your hands on that. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady. Today, we're brought to you by Athletic Greens, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. Baker's Dozen. Hell yeah. Proud of you, Roger. Thank and before you. we get to story number one, Rebecca Valentine, have you figured out Whoa. the remaining franchise that you're adding to your top three? Oh my God. I mean, no. <laughs> okay. So we said, we said Pokemon and Animal Crossing for sure. I yep. think, I think, uh, I know this is like so vanilla. I think it has to be Zelda because I found my top 10 list and Breath of the Wild is number one. And Hell I, yeah, it is. I have loved every Zelda game that I've played. And so even though like that's that's such a boring answer, but I think it's true. It's, I, I mean, listen, I think it's, it okay to be. it's okay to be vanilla, right? Well, like that just, just that just means I, a lot of people agree with you. I'm just looking at like my my list. Of, you're, you're a person of the people. I have, I have like 17 games listed here. I'm just looking at this and like some of these are very interesting. I think they're not the, your typical. Games, Go through but, them. Listen no, off. Really? Why? Yeah. Is it, are you sure? Are you, am I just, well, I, here's I, the thing. When we have special guests, the audience love to uh, to know and appreciate the special guests, like the in, their intimate interests in okay. their favorite games. So the more games you list off, the more people are going to love you. I just want people to think I'm interesting. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I, Number one, in, Mario. In order, Breath of the Wild, Undertale, yeah. Chrono yeah. Trigger, Pokemon Crystal, Moon. Yeah. Moon. Moon, the I, RPG adventure, yes, the one that came out a few years Moon. ago on Switch. Uh-huh. Animal Crossing New Horizons, Hollow Knight, Stardew Valley, Earthbound, and Golden Sun The Lost Ages at 10. And then under that, I have written Elden Ring question mark because that is currently mm. my game of the year and I think it might warm its way up. So, so far, you have immaculate taste. Let me I, tell you. I know I do. Out of anybody that comes on KHD and lists their top 10 to top 20, I feel like yours Thank is the you. most like, oh no, Rebecca's a gamer. I am a gamer. I have. I also have like some other stuff just sort of written down here that I don't know where it goes. That like is very good. Like Chicory was my game of the year last year, and I think nice. like that has stuck with me. Like I Disco Elysium, uh, Kentucky Route Zero, Yakuza Zero, and Ring Fit Adventure. Like I don't know. I my my order changes on a given day. Like any of these things could move up anywhere. I never know what the answer to my favorite anything is because I just like so many things. Well, that's awesome. Games. I mean, that's video games are good. Plus video me. games are great. That's a, I, honestly like the problem that you're explaining is maybe the best problem to ever have. <laughs> I like I like too many incredible video games. Too I appreciate many. that list. Oh, thank you. Thank you well, for letting me just like list things I like. Of course. Well, Rebecca, let me tell you about two incredible video games that you're not going to see Let's anytime hear. soon with story number two or story number <laughs> one. Uh, nobody's working on a new infamous Norse like Hooper. This comes directly from a press release over there from Sucker Punch. Uh, they write, as we approach 25 years since Sucker Punch first opened, we're proud to look back on the legacy of characters and stories we've created from Rocket Robot on Wheels to Sly Cooper and Infamous and most recently Ghost of Tsushima. As our games continue to grow in scale and complexity, they require the full attention of our studio. With our focus on our current project, we have no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now, and no other studio is currently working on projects related to those franchises either. These characters are very special and near and dear to our hearts, so while we never say say never to reopening those doors down the road, for now, there are no, there are no Infamous or Sly Cooper games in development. We know many people still play these games even today, so we'll be performing maintenance on Infamous 2 UGC servers soon uh, to move them to a new home that will keep them up and running a bit longer. We will eventually need to sunset these, but want to keep them running for as long as possible for players who are still active. 
We're also working to put Cole's Legacy DLC for Infamous Second Son, which was previously only available as part of the Collector's Edition on PlayStation Store in all territories for anyone who missed it. Thank you to everyone for an incredible 24 plus years of support. Your love and appreciation are what fuel us to keep making new games and new worlds, and we look forward to continuing to bring new and exciting ideas to life for many years to come. We're not ready to talk about whatever might be next, but we hope you'll keep following us whenever we're ready to share more. Rebecca Valentine, Sucker Punch has no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now, which I know for many people sounds like sad news, but... They didn't say Rocket Robot on Wheels. Why you know? did they say this at all? Like, what did I miss? Some news this week? Did some? Was there like a leak that there was gonna be a Sly Cooper, whatever number we're on, or something? Like, why? What prompted this? this is That's a, a very good question. That's a very good question, and I think the answer. I think it's. I think it's multifaceted. I think one. It being their their anniversary, I guess, which sure. I totally missed. Well, you sure. don't have to say this on your anniversary. You can 20... just put up a big 25 banner and call it good. 25 years of Sucker Punch. Hey, let's put out a blog speaking to the audience. I feel like that's that's let's the start of it, right? Let's put out a blog to make people sad on our 25th anniversary. Why? There, but, and the, here's the other thing. There have been rumors about, I believe, both sly cooper and infamous within the last year or so not necessarily in the last few weeks you know these have been rumors that have been circulating for legit like 2021 i want to say was the start of it of okay. oh they're bringing back infamous like if you remember during the the last playstation showcase during the trailer for spider-man 2 when you see like the city and you see these like electrical pulses sure, people yeah. are, when we were watching we we're like Oh, infamous? Is this it? Is, our, is it yeah, the infamous yeah. remake that's been that's been rumored this this whole time? Oh no, it's Spider-Man too. It's probably better. Uh, but yeah, like that has been in the ether. I want to say Sly Cooper also has kind of been in the ether in terms of people talking about how uh, some Sony thing is gonna is gonna yeah. bring it back. And I think this kind of allows them to go, hey guys, just so you know, we're not working on this, just so we can get like get that word out there, so people stop asking us about it so we can focus on what is obviously going to be ghost of shima 2 and then yeah. if they want to speak to me rocket on rope ro rocket robot on wheels to you i mean i'm happy like transparency is good like i mean i'm glad we at least have the people who care about that at least have an answer but it's just such a weird I, you never see things like this unless somebody unless somebody a news story has circulated that is like very confident that one of these things is happening it's just such a weird it feels like they're responding to something that happened when nothing happened but i mean I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the Sly Cooper fans. I'm yeah, no, it sucks. And, and uh, just for a second, Roger pull, pulled up some gameplay of Rocket Robot on Wheels. I'm joking about Rocket. They're not going to bring back Rocket in any <laughs> universe. But I did love Rocket Robot on Wheels back in the day. And goddamn, would I love if they like somehow did a remaster or a remake of, of Rocket. It's never going to happen. Very niche game. It was their, I want to say, first game. It was an SC4 classic for me, but no. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it does suck for the people that are big Sly Cooper fans and are big Infamous fans. At the very least, it's nice that they're doing the uh, Infamous 2 UDC service thing. They're keeping yeah. those up uh, for the time being and help. And they are also expanding the Cole's Legacy DLC for Infamous Second Son, which is cool, right? Like that at the very least is supporting the fan base somewhat. Yeah. But it's also, I think it's freeing having this level of transparency and, and them yeah. going, We're, you're not getting any, any of these games anytime soon. Like it's, yeah. it's at least nice nice info to have. Yeah, it is like sort of a bummer to to recognize this as this like like very clear moment when you you have this company that has made like multiple kind of weird, interesting things. I mean, like Sly Cooper is, is like a little weird, right? Like it's not when, when you compare it to something like Ghost of Tsushima, they're very different types of games, and Ghost of Tsushima is like this 
this very like mainstreamly acceptable AAA kind of yeah. thing to be making. It's the PlayStation block um, blockbuster. Yeah, it, yeah, it's the PlayStation blockbuster, and it you know it's a bummer that because PlayStation blockbuster blockbuster. PlayStation blockbusters, blockbusters. Block they made a take, show. You know they take they take so much money and energy to make that there there's less value in revisiting these sort of like weird. I don't I don't know infamous as well, but the, these sort of weirder, goofier uh, well, franchises that maybe have a smaller audience but are like very beloved. And I think I think we're probably quietly seeing that from a lot of other companies as well. They're just not coming out on their 25th anniversaries and saying, yeah, actually we've ditched all these series that you loved. A very long time ago or that we're a little weird or niche uh to focus on our big triple a endeavors that's uh, the thing is you know yeah. um ghost of tsushima fits the bill of the playstation prestige franchise so well it is a third person action game with cinematic presentation open world like that is the type of game that is going to sell uh really well on playstation and we've gotten sales numbers it is selling pretty well on on playstation and you look at Sly Cooper, and it is Sly Cooper is beloved, right? It has it has an audience there. But when you're talking about the slate of PlayStation games that PlayStation has in their belt, they do have platformers already. They yeah. do have Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. Do. They do have Astrobot. They do have Sackboy. And yeah. how much of how much do they want to expand on adding in more platformers when you could add in more 3D action games? When you're talking about Infamous. Yeah. PlayStation does have Spider-Man, and they're putting out Spider-Man constantly, right? Like it feels like every year there's, there's some kind of Spider-Man everywhere. Yeah, right. Like we got Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, uh what in 20, 2020, uh, somehow, right? Only a couple yeah. years after Spider-Man uh, the original. This year we're getting Spider-Man on PC. Uh, Spider-Man Two is slated for twenty twenty three. We'll see if that hits, but we're getting such a constant, rapid release of Spider-Man. Do you really want to put out Infamous and have that? go toe-to-toe -to -toe with spider-man i don't no. think so like no. infamous and no universe is going to sell as much as spider-man yeah and so I, I think i think the, the thing to lean into is hey let's try to find our own our own lane go stream work for us yeah. cool not many people are putting out this type of cool cinematic uh, open world cmri experience we basically made the assassin's creed uh japan that everybody has asked for yeah there are simultaneously more games than anyone 20 years ago could ever possibly manage exist or imagine existing but also yes. not every game can get made and that's okay sometimes 100 percent. sometimes we have to accept that in our hearts i do want to pull in this question from jake bakes cakes who writes it at patreon.com slash confunny games just like you can and says good morning kfd crew I'm sad. <laughs> Sucker Punch came out of nowhere and Sucker Punched me with some hashtag hard truths. There are no sly or infamous games in development from anyone. Why did they feel the need to do this? And then are there any games, rumored or non-rumored, that, like, that you would like openly denied so that you can rid yourself of hope? Thanks for bringing joy on this sad Friday. We kind of answered the first question already of why would they feel the need to do this. But I do like the second, the second part where Jake is asking... What game? What game? Uh, unannounced game? Would you like openly denied so you can rid yourself of hope? Like, mm, I mean, probably the. I mean, the thing that I come back to every time I'm on a podcast, probably just Golden Sun. Just tell me you're never going back to that, so that I can mm. stop imagining what might be. God, I, for me, it, it's probably Metal Gear. I think Metal yeah. Gear is the one that's really? thrown around the most. Like, I, I, I want Metal Gear's done. I mean, I don't think it's done. But there are so many rumors regarding what are they doing next with Metal Gear. Oh, and okay. so much of it is rumor mill in a way where none, right. of, none of it might be true. And if that's the case, I would like somebody to come out and just tell me, hey, you're not getting another Metal Gear in the next five years. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I, I don't know anything. I have no insider knowledge about this. I would be shocked, like, if they didn't announce something on that franchise. I mean, I don't think it'll ever be the same, given, of course. What, given the the break with Konami and Kojima. But, like, I, I would be shocked if they just never touched that IP again. That would be very silly yeah. of them. Well, I mean, we're talking about Konami, right? And Konami, they in 2015, they put out Metal Gear Solid Five, And then right really after... Been since 2015? Was that really 2015? It, it was 2015, Oh, yes. my God. They put out Metal Gear Solid Five, and then immediately were like, cool, let's double down on Pachinko Machines and all this yeah. other stuff that is not mainline games. And then they put out Metal Gear Survive in, like, 2018, and have sat on Metal Gear since. So it's been a while, right? Like, they've already been sitting on that IP for a crazy amount of time. And they're not a publisher that is in the process of, of already putting out these big games. They've talked about re-entering the, the console space and putting out new games. And I do think that the chances are we do see more Metal Gear from Konami, whether they license yeah, it out or will, figure yeah. out how to do it. Um, but I also think that there is that sliver of chance that we don't. And if we're in that timeline where we don't, I, I want I would love somebody to tell me just be like hey just don't expect yeah. it because you're not gonna no, get that. That's fair. That and then my other one would be um, any sort of Bloodborne remaster. Yeah, or I was gonna remake. say that one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Because yeah. that's another one that's been so rumor mill, um, and none of it feels like it's substantiated rumors, right? It feels like it is people being like, well, it makes sense for them to put out a Bloodborne on PS5 that right, ran yeah. at 60 FPS and had all the bells and whistles that we want. But that's one where I see, I see it's half and half. I think there's a 50% chance that doesn't happen. And I would love for PlayStation or somebody to be like, hey, this does not exist. And we don't think it'll exist in the, for the time being. Like, if they came out and say that, I'd be like, thank God. I don't have to worry about it anymore. It would break all of our hearts. But at yeah. least I wouldn't have to, to think about it. One oh, you know what? You know which one I don't care about that I actually do wish they would just say? This this rumored, like like, infinitely rumored for the last, like, four or five, six years, Metroid Prime remake trilogy thing that is- Oh, the happening. collection. That th that thing, yeah, that like every every time there's a big Nintendo Direct, everyone like goes to Twitter to say, I know this is happening. They're finally gonna announce it. Like I've heard enough smoke around this that I think some version of this thing probably exists. I, I mean, the latest, the latest update, I think it was just last week, Jeff Grubb was like, yeah, they're gonna put out a Metroid Prime 1. Right, yeah. At the end of this and, year. And I fully, like, I fully believe that some version of this exists. Like, I, I believe that that is true, but there have been so many, like, weird spec speculations about this. Over This and Pikmin 4, like, those two games. Well, Pik I Pikmin 4, they said existed, like, a decade ago, and, and this, this it just never got revealed. It doesn't exist! Like, what a We're weird term of We're gonna release it! We're throwing it in the trash! I just want to know, man. I just want everybody to stop having the wonder. I, I, Roger, what was the one? I, I kind of want just... I, I know they already did this. They came out. Ubisoft was like, we're making Splinter Cell. We're making a Splinter Cell remake. I just kind of want them to go back to be like, we actually, we don't care about this. <laughs> we don't care about this. Let's be honest with ourselves. Because that's <laughs> what I feel. Real. Yeah, let's be real. We don't really care about this. We're canceling it. We don't, we're ne you're never getting Splinter Cell. I just want them to look me in the eyes and just say, hey, we don't care about Splinter Cell. And then just, I think I'll be free. I think I'll be free and I'll float they away. Do, Roger. No, they don't. no, they don't. No, they They're don't. No, they don't. They don't that is gonna be Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah, it's gonna uh -huh. be the next trial sure. game. All right. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're Absolutely. gonna live in the Ubisoft future where they own <laughs> they're, they're killing everything. All right, Ubisoft killing in a good Infinity. way. Uh, Ubisoft Infinity coming to you. That's the other <laughs> one. It's like tell me what's going on with Assassin's Creed. Because I'm I like like you mentioned with uh Metroid, I don't really care about Assassin's Creed, 
But I do want. I I'm curious from a business standpoint. What, yeah, what the fuck on? are you doing with Assassin's Creed? What's going on? And it seems like we might get that info info soon in like September, whenever they do the next presentation. But I I want like all the details, right? Are you going to also have mainline Assassin's Creeds alongside Infinity? What is the plan with Infinity? Is Infinity going to be for Infinity? <laughs> like I have so many questions regarding it. <laughs> Is it going to happen for Infinity? We'll have to wait and see. For now, let's hop into story number two. Similar uh, subject matter here. Nintendo says it's difficult to make all the sequels you ask for. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Nintendo appreciates its passionate and patient fan base, but says it's difficult to make and remake all the games it's asked for. At the company's annual general meeting, Nintendo president Shuntaro Furukawa was asked if there were any plans to release remakes or new entries in long-dormant franchises such as F-Zero. Quote, In truth, it is difficult to fulfill all the requests we receive for new titles, remakes, or sequels in Nintendo series. That said, we are grateful to our fans and their patience in these matters. End quote. Another Nintendo executive, Shinya Takahashi, also weighed in saying that making making fun games was always the priority, whether that comes through a remake, sequel, fresh franchise, or whatever else. Quote, we always take broad perspective, looking at ways to make new and remake titles enjoyable for as many people as possible. We cannot comment on plans regarding remakes of specific titles, but we are always considering various possibilities in our development efforts so that our customers can enjoy our games. End quote. Rebecca, I as I was putting together this new story, I read through it three times trying to glean any any sort of like tangible, oh, this is a good tidbit from this new story. It is such marketing speak of let's say something without saying anything, which I respect (laughs) from Nintendo. I think the reason why people latched onto this story is because, okay, investor calls are funny. And like most of the time people are asking very boring questions, but the Nintendo investors seem to like, ask interesting ones every so often. And I believe, I I don't have the translation in front of me, so this is not like accurate journalism reporting or anything, but I believe like the asking if there were any plans to release remakes, they listed not just F-Zero, but a couple other like kind of more obscure things. Like the one Mm. that I latched onto was Baton Kaitos. Like, why are you bringing up, I love Baton Kaitos. Why are we bringing that up? (laughs) That fan base is probably like knocking at Nintendo's door real hard. They probably get tweets every day. Funny. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just sort of a funny investor question. Like, like finally somebody in the room, you know, who has enough money to be in that room and ask the question uh, is bringing it up. Um, But I do, I mean, this, this, I guess, sort of goes back to the Sly Cooper thing a little bit. Like, no company can remake, remaster, or sequelize every single thing that they own at all times. And inevitably, some things are going to fall by the wayside. And, you know, it's it's sad. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean that F-Zero is one of those things. Because, obviously, this man was never going to say, yes, we're making an F-Zero. In of course. Question. Uh, but, you know, it's it's, I guess, a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. it's the, I, I think it's the thing of... Uh... You know, when you go when before Escape Four was announced, you would go to EA's Instagram replies or Twitter replies, and everybody would demand for Skate Four, right? And for the longest time, I think you see EA not announce Skate Four because they look at the landscape and the numbers of Skate, and is Skate still relevant? And they probably go no. And after a while, they break. Uh, Nintendo aren't really ones to break, you know, like they have a business strategy, they have a business plan and they stick to it. Uh, I highly recommend for people that are interested in uh, like this specific topic of conversation, go listen to our games cast that we did with Reggie Fizeme because we asked them, you know, like, Hey, what's up with earthbound? You know, like what is like, how does Nintendo go about um, sequelizing things or bringing things back? Or like, if you had to help, if you had to pick a thing to bring back, like how'd you go about doing it? And Reggie, like he spilled the beans regarding, Hey, like if we're going to bring, 
bring something back, it has to have some sort of interesting idea to it that makes it modern, right? Like, there has to be a reason to bring it back. We're not just going to bring back Mother, and this is him speaking as not a Nintendo spokesperson anymore because he's been away from Nintendo for years, but, like, they're not just going to bring back Mother 3 or the next Earthbound game just to bring back, right, just because fans want it. There has to be some sort of thing that brings it um, up to 2022, for like the Nintendo standards and the way that they they look at things, um, and yeah, like Nintendo has this very specific rollout plan. Like even if you look at the games that come out for Switch or the games that come out for any Nintendo console, you are looking at Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you're looking at Super Mario Odyssey, you're looking at Breath of the Wild. There is a entry of those core Nintendo franchises for every single Nintendo console platform, and you're probably gonna see the next mario kart or whatever when you're, when you get the next switch or you get the next nintendo car uh, console hardware right that's when you're gonna see the next big 3d mario that's when you're gonna see the next you know zelda right and some of that stuff you're gonna see on switch as well right breath of the wild 2 is already announced for switch but a lot of these th- a lot of these big nintendo ideas a lot of these sequelizations a lot of the business business rollout is already planned like they have they already have the idea um that said, I would love to see them go back to the well. I would love to see them bring back Earthbound. I would love to see them bring bring back a lot of the niche stuff that we've not seen in a while. Give me give me another Pokemon puzzle league. Um, but they're not going to do it unless it makes sense for them. Like that's kind of the bottom line line of it. Yep, money money always wins. Money always wins. Uh, Rebecca, Nintendo's known for going after modders. They're known for going after people that are taking liberties with the IP they own. Gotcha. Do you know who does the opposite? Uh, yeah, bet you're going to tell me. Bethesda, Bethesda yeah! with story number three. Bethesda keeps offering jobs to Fallout London modders. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. The team behind Fallout 4's DLC-sized mod, uh, Fallout London, has certainly caught the eye of Bethesda as developer as the developer keeps offering its members jobs. The Fallout London Twitter uh, page shared an update which explained that lead technical advisor Ryan Johnson would be leaving the modding team to start working for Bethesda. This marks the second time the developer has hired straight from the Fallout London team after lead writer Stephanie Zachariatis was also hired by Bethesda in August 2021. Not only that, but Fallout London's project manager Dean Carter was also offered a position at Bethesda's UK office to work on Fallout 76, though they declined in order to see the mod's development through to the end. Fallout London, which lets players explore the British capital post-apocalypse, is likely the only taste of the franchise that fans will get for a long time. Director Todd Howard revealed recently that Fallout 5 is planned to be released after after Elder Scrolls 6. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I... It's it's legit. It, yeah, I mean, your your comparison with Nintendo is apt. There are there are some companies that cling so tightly to their IP that they will not let anyone even sneeze on it. And then you have folks um, like like the folks at Bethesda who seem to mostly. Re- I mean, you know, in the head, like I don't think they ever. I, I I don't know much about like the modding communities for these games, but like they at least with Skyrim and other games like that, they definitely seem to recognize that actually there is a lot of value in letting people make weird fan things connected to your properties because it just means more people end up showing up for the thing you originally made. Yeah, 100%. And and being able to double down and focus on your audience and focus on your player base and go, what are all the ways we can support these folks to have yeah. fun with our game and RIP uh, so that we can bring as many people in and ha- get as many people into Fallout as possible? going in and uh, supporting modders and even hiring modders in instances where they are doing incredible work like the Fallout London thing, that's awesome. And I think it really does work. Like, you look at Fallout 4 and... I was surprised when they announced that they were, they were bringing in mod support for console. 
That was a thing that I wasn't expecting as somebody who likes Fallout yeah. and somebody who would play Fallout on console, look at what people were doing on PC and go, and it'd be that, it'd be the gif of Squidward looking outside his house, looking at SpongeBob and Patrick having fun and being like, oh, I, I wish I was part of them, right? Yeah. Like that'd be me on console playing a lot of these Bethesda Game Studios games. And when they were like, cool, we're going to bring mod support to console. I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. So many people are going to, are going to enjoy that. Granted, I didn't check out the mods. I don't know how well that stuff did on console, but sure. at the very least they're trying at the very least they're giving that portion of the audience support and i think a lot of us know bethesda game studio games for uh, mods you know i remember watching youtube series where people would go in and just get crazy with mods and like um oh, there was one i think it was polygon that did um it was basically like a youtube series where every episode they would add in new mods to fall, fall uh, to not even fall it was um skyrim until it was like unrecognizable <laughs> towards the end that's the type of shit that one I love, but then also I think a lot of people associate with Bethesda games, and so yeah, lean into it. Like bring on the people that are that are doing excellent work. Um, yeah. I've uh, I've recently be become enamored. I I feel like such an old saying this because I don't really watch a whole lot of YouTube Twitch streaming stuff generally, but I have recently become enamored by this series of videos where there's a fellow who has a mod that like he does different things where he'll be playing Skyrim and every 10 seconds a dragon spawns or every 10 seconds a bear spawns or like, like all of these other like very weird things. It's just him clowning around in Skyrim with hundreds of bears chasing him and I... I, I find did you ever did you ever see it. the one where pe people um, replaced the dragons with Thomas the Tank Engine? Oh, of course, I've seen yeah. Thomas the Tank. Engine. That's probably the most classic thing. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, did you ever fuck around with mods or like do you do you even do the Bethesda Game Studios RPGs? Mm, oh, I, I definitely do the Bethesda Game Studios RPGs, not Fallout, uh, but cer certainly Elder Scrolls. Um, I I have not messed around with mods in any of those games. I'm not I'm not super mod savvy. Uh, I did mess around with mods in Stardew Valley though. Uh, a little mm. bit so i i have like some very very light experience with that I and mean, that was pretty fun i mean there but that one's a little bit less convoluted because it's you know an indie game and they tend to be a little bit more mod friendly generally uh less less overly protective of ip but also i mean if you're releasing a game on pc like you know you know people are gonna run with it it's it's constantly of course get a little more dicey and so i mean it, it's that situation where bethesda sort of open support for console mods in that situation it's like really really cool this is what I want. Uh, did you play The Forgotten City by any chance? Yes. Yes. So, so I loved The Forgotten City. And it was like, a mod. And it started off as a mod. Yeah. Like for, that was a, originally a Skyrim mod that uh, did well as a Skyrim mod. I believe it won awards actually yes, as a Skyrim mod. And then they went on to make make it into a full game and release yes. it. And it was so cool. And it was it's so very fun. good. I would love if Bethesda did something along those lines with Fallout London. Like, yeah. give me a, a smaller Fallout experience. Have, let let it be led by this team that did this this mod for Fallout 4. And, like, you know, use, use that as a way to give us the, like, the drip feed of Fallout content leading yes. into whatever the next Fallout game is. Because, yeah. We're you know, not getting Fallout 5 until, like, 2040 or something yes. at the rate we're going. I mean, after I will... Elder Scrolls 6, which is when... No. Yeah, like that's the thing is Starfield is going to be 2023. Elder Scrolls 6 is in pre-production. We're not going to see that no. for what, six years, seven years? And no. then you're talking about six or seven years after that yeah. we're going to see Fallout 5. I do not, there is no way in hell that Fallout 5 is the next Fallout game we get. No. I, I, I think you got to either license out that IP to somebody or find a team that is willing to do something like that, right? Like m turn Fallout London into an actual Fallout game that can exist as like a hey here's the bridge between these two or if you can yeah, find a few a of those standalone kind of thing a yeah. few standalone spin-off follow games and the way that new vegas was that yes. i think would be incredible that's exactly what i, I want so from too. bethesda it'd be great 
Hopefully we get it. Do you know what you can get right now, though? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. That's where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by something Tim literally uses every day. AG1. Tim's birthday is June 30th, and he decided to give himself the gift of taking care of his body with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things! Tim mixes AG1 with his water, loves the taste and says he's feeling better than ever. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffun. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Story number four, Riders Republic and Skull and Bones in-game events will highlight climate issues. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Ubisoft has announced plans to highlight climate issues through in-game events in Riders Republic and the upcoming Skull and Bones. Taking place in late 2022 or early next year, the Riders Republic event will tackle the issues of wildfires. Build as a, quote, short and intense live event. It'll, it'll require players to team up to stop sequoia trees from burning down. Players won't be given advance warning of the event, quote, instead, they'll be immersed immediately in the consequences of wildfires on the outskirts of the map when booting the game, Ubisoft said. The sky will be orange, there will be smoke and fog throughout the game, and certain parts of the map will be inaccessible. Players will have to identify the most fragile and flammable areas of Sequoia National Park and engage in collaborative activities to protect it. Skull and Bones, which is reportedly due for release in November, will include an in-game event designed to promote the issue of overfishing. Quote, our first activation will address resource exploitation, showing what happens in the game world and real world when the, when the demand for shark, shark's fins results in the overfishing of sharks, Ubisoft said. Quote, players will have the, the choice to contribute to marine wildlife protection and comprehend the destructive nature of the shark fin trade. As players contribute to community challenges, uh, rewards will be unlocked for all players, depending on the overall level of participation, participation, end quote. Details of the events uh, were revealed by the UN's Playing for the Planet Alliance, uh, a consortium of video game companies formally committed to acting on climate change. Rebecca Valentine, Hello. imagine you're hopping into Riders Republic. You're like, yo, I want to do some biking. Let me bike across the landscape. Biking, yes. All of a sudden, a wildfire breaks out, and you got to put it out. Does that sound? Is that, is that like a, a video game experience you're down for? I, I don't know. It sounds I, awesome to me. I'm in. Yeah. So I have like I have like mix, mixed vibes on this. So on one hand, like obviously raising awareness of climate change and climate issues, good. Like we should Thumbs make up. sure everybody knows about the horrible situation we are in and ways in which we can work to together to prevent it. Like like good first step. Uh, I. It's playing for the planet, and that tends to be like a real, a generally like good group of folks. Um, I I am sort of surprised. I didn't see any details in here about like, are they? Is there like money? Are we donating to something? Like, is there some actual like real world action mm. being taken beyond just spreading awareness? That's I would a be good question. I would be surprised if that wasn't the case. Uh, given given that it's like the UN sponsoring it, so you you'd think that you know they had that together. So I'm not like trying to accuse them of not actually doing anything. 
but yeah, I, I feel like absent any active action, this is a little hollow. Also, like, I wonder how many people when that, okay. So yeah, say, say I'm in, I am in a situation where I'm not someone who's aware of this event and I'm just, you know, riding through Riders Republic and everything catches on fire. Like, do I just like log off? Is this something, is it, is it something that's compelling or is it like, dis- is it disrupting my game? Is it disrupting my game in a way where I'm just going to log off? Because we can't yeah. log off of the real world when this stuff happens, but you absolutely can just log off of a game if this is disrupting your gameplay in a way that makes it something you don't want to do. So I, I, I don't I'm know. very I'm, interested. I'm being, I'm being cynical. I'm being cynical, which is not is like maybe mean and unfair. Like this could actually be like a really cool thing that gets people moving. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm just like I, I guess I want more details about how this works. Yeah, I feel I feel what you're saying because I, you know, I'm somebody who I play I play a lot of GTA Online, or at least like when GTA Online was first coming out in like the first five years of it, I played so much GTA Online, and they did a thing every December toward Christmas where it would snow in Los Santos. And for the first few years of that, I always looked forward to it. I was always like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Let it snow in Los Santos. This is the best time of the year. And by around year four or five, I started to become sick of it because it would impact like the way I play because the 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 driving would become a little bit more slippery. It would just change the whole aesthetic. Like I wasn't I I I became uh not even bored of it, just annoyed by it. You know, it's like, yo, let me just play my GTA game. I'm here for the new update, you know. Uh I'm curious on how they implement this. I think it is fascinating. I think it's I think it's good hearted and I think it's for yes, a good it cause. Is. It is 100 um, like percent I also when... throw out there like individuals, like the people playing random video games at their computers and you know, whenever this happens, are not the people who are largely responsible for overfishing and the current state of yes. the climate. Uh, so there's, I'm, I'm sorry I'm being so cynical about this. It, it is like I, I don't want to like discourage this from being a thing that we do. Um, I'm just like, you know, 100%. Yeah. And I try to look, I don't see, I don't see any reports about, uh, them like donating or the, any, any sort of financial component to it. And so like conflict.com is actually wrong. If anybody does find that stuff, let me know so far, it doesn't seem like there's that component. Um, but regarding like the awareness of it, like, I think that's a, that's a thing that Ubisoft does a lot in their games. Yes. And I like I kind of I appreciate it uh, the, the, for the most part because you have like the discovery tour stuff that they tend to do with yeah, Assassin's those Creed. are so cool. Yeah, which are such great tools for education of uh, for history, especially for yeah. students or teachers that want to use that as a resource to get oh, their students yeah. in because maybe they'll be more likely to pay attention to an Assassin's Creed thing rather than uh, a textbook one hundred percent of the time. And yeah. so like. I really, I do really appreciate that aspect of Ubisoft, the fact yes. that they're willing to put those things into their game and Agreed. actually make it part of the experience. I do have questions of like, okay, cool. How is this going to like, if I, if I just want to play school or um, uh, Riders Republic one day, is this going to impact me? Like, do I have to log off? Is it going to be, and is that a big deal also? Because like Fortnite does that type of stuff all the time where it's like, hey, if you play between these hours, just know that you're attending an, an Ariana Grande yeah, concert, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, or like, well, we're going to shut down our game for like the, the, these amount of hours. You know, you had that stuff happen for Fortnite and ends up being not a big deal. For Skull and Bones, I could see it being a similar thing where it's like, hey, if we light the forest on fire for two hours just for awareness, <laughs> is it going to be a big deal? Is that going to mess with the bottom line? Like, is Riot Republic that kind of game that even, like, we're that worried about in terms of keeping people in for those two hours? Yeah. Who knows? Also, just I, personally, I Blessing, I am so, like, raising awareness, I am really aware of a lot right now. Oh, my I, God, yes. I feel like I am just aware of so many more problems than I ever would have known existed, like, had I existed 50 years ago. Uh, I I would like, I, I would love, I hope, I very much hope, optimistically, that this event 
is a representative of Ubisoft using its power and resources and influence to take some kind of meaningful action on these things, whatever 100%. that might be. I hope that is the case. I will be keeping an eye on it. 100%. Story number five, four new Sega Genesis games come to Nintendo Switch online. This is Michael McWherter at Polygon. Nintendo and Sega brought four new additions to the Sega Genesis lineup for Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pack users on Thursday, including the addition of the infamous Zero Wing, a side-scrolling shoot-'em-up with a notorious, notorious uh, English with a notorious English <laughs> language translation. Uh, that's the same game that has like the um, Arbalaces or no Arbalaces. All our, our bases, base. all our base belong to us. Is that what it is? All your base are belong to us. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, the translation <laughs> in general is pretty is pretty bad in that game. Uh, and then joining that uh, are going to be Mega Man The Wily Wars, uh, Capcom's 16-bit remakes of the first three Mega Man games for Genesis. Uh, players who complete all three games in Mega Man The Wily Wars can access Wily Tower, where they'll face a new boss. Uh, you're also getting Comic Zone, the side-scrolling action game built around comic book panel structure. Uh, you can play as hero slash comic artist slash martial art master uh, sketch turner who finds himself trapped in the comic book world he created and must find must fight his way whoa, out this looks so cool what the fuck i've never seen yeah, this comic, before. whoa i never played comic zone but comic zone looks dope oh as my fuck. god yeah right wow. and this is the one like and let, let me read the last one right the last game is oh, target wow. earth a running gun shooter in which players take control of rex in his assault suit to save the earth from enemy crone cyborgs usually when it comes to these drops i make fun of nintendo because it's always oh here are some games that we surely made up Here's <laughs> here's Bubble Brick Breaker for NES, and it's like, is that a real game? Did you guys just make that back in the in the back of Nintendo offices? These are this is actual good. This is an actual good lineup of games, right? Yeah. Mega Man: The Wily Wars, Zero Wing, which again is a great like great meme game if you are into that side of internet culture, and then Comic Zone, which I'm sure has its own fan base that's probably super into it, and that I'm willing to join that fan base because Comic Zone has always looked fucking dope as hell. Oh my really gosh. cool looking game. Yeah, this is this is a fascinating lineup. I I do. I, I'm sorry I'm bringing the cynicism today. I'm so, I'm usually such an optimist. I do think that the thing about Nintendo Switch Online is I don't think anybody like really uses it. No. Um. I think I think people like like to clown on as you say the bubble pop breaker kinds of games. And yeah. They, they might have booted up like like when they announced. Like, here's a game Slap. called Surf. They might have booted that up for ten seconds to say they did. I don't. I don't know that anybody really plays a whole lot of Nintendo Switch Online generally. Uh, so seeing things like this, I, like the including Zero Wing is really funny. It's like it's a fun. Win. It's kind of a win for game preservation, even though you know that in two, in two console generations when they shut down the Switch Online servers, like it'll be gone again. But it's God, it's so funny. Why would you? Nobody wants to play Zero Wing in 2022. Here's what I'll say. I do want to play Comic Zone. I'm yes. going to play Comic Zone. Comic yes, Zone yes. looks up as hell. And Roger was just showing a clip yeah. where the main character busted out a rat out of his pocket and the rat went and did a thing and then went back into his pocket. People who like Comic Zone in chat, is that just his pet rat? Is that what this is? We should play this on stream. This sounds fun. 100%. Like the way he's like jumping between comic panels too and he has like the all the the dialogue is via the comic um like text bubbles. This looks fucking dope. How I'm into old, this. How old does Twitch chat think I am? Like the 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 mix of people thinking that I am way too young to have ever played to have ever even heard of this and the people who think that I'm so old I must have played it is very funny. The the thing is like I I think um <laughs> me and you Rebecca we both look like we're 21. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And so they're probably like, oh, look at these youngins who probably don't remember Comic Zone or w w Wily Wars. Oh, this is funny. I'm not going to answer this. This is 
Wait, what, what, what was it? Uh, mid-30s, 29, 23, 21, 62, 23, max, 32, 28. Just all across the Oh, board. people are people are just throwing out guesses? People are just guessing, yeah. Okay, this is Oh, this that's is incredible. Fun. This is fun. I'm not, I'm not even going to say. No, nah, keep that a mystery. But no, I'm right there with you in terms of how many people do fuck with the Nintendo Switch online games. I do periodically when they do N64 stuff. Because, like, that's the stuff that I do, I do yeah. love. But even that, I've not picked up in a while. Like, I picked that up at launch and that was about like i put it down after that uh but like if they add in if they add in some like fan favorites right like give me some jet force gemini in there i'll pick it up or give me like dk64 but here's the thing wait 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 wait, wait, wait. is dk64 not on there yet no it's not oh my god see yeah, that's it's the, heartbreaking the, the weird thing about uh switch online with uh, nintendo 64 games is there's a bunch of games that i assume are on there because they seem so obvious right like i keep thinking donkey Kong 64 is on there i thought pokemon snap was on there for months apparently it just got added uh super mario rpg i think is like not Ooh, on there yet no i don't think that's on there yeah but that feels so obvious right like why is that not on there but... there's a lot of obvious games that they keep off of there because i i think that it, it is the drip feed of once we put this is like the last remaining bastion of an exciting game that we can announce for this thing so we're just not going to announce it that way people are always looking forward to whatever the, the next drop is i swear to god that's like my conspiracy theory of what the the methodology is and here's I... the here's the other thing i'll say because i i have this this device rebecca called the steam deck it's the oh. big beautiful wow. steam deck device is that a and switch pro i i mean you can call it that you know? <laughs> some people some people would call it that i've been playing this game called sonic advance on it okay okay and i've also been playing games such as pokemon stadium 2 on it and i've also Ooh. been playing games such as donkey kong 64 on it ha. and the steam deck might have ruined my appetite for a lot of the nintendo switch yeah Online and stuff. i was i was oh, gonna no. i was gonna say i also add comic zone is available on steam for one dollar so you know what I mean? You don't even need to boot up that switch. You know, throw it in the garbage. Throw it in the garbage blessing. I know you like, wanna. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'll hold up my switch too. I'm always I'm always holding up my um Steam Deck and people are like, well, stop touching the screen. There's so much like fucking like smudging on the screen. It's touch screen. What do you expect? I'll hold up my my switch, which I'm sure is like dusty. Because I'm barely even yeah. touching this thing. I'm not throwing um, this guy this guy away. Look at him. Blessing oh, throws a switch into the trash live on camera. That's a great the headline. Boy. Great thumbnail. Great thumbnail. You can do that it. That is honestly a, a great thumbnail. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. Because here's the thing, it, too. Do it. Breath of the Wild 2 is eventually going to come out. And me and my switch are going to be best friends when that happens. Me be best true. buds. Maybe, maybe they'll come out with that fabled Metroid Prime trilogy. Metroid Prime is going to come out someday for this thing. <laughs> and also Zelda Twilight Princess. Me and my switch are going to get well well um, acquainted. Just you not you're gonna do at the time. Princess? Yeah, I think so. Because, uh, like, Nintendo likes to have some Zelda thing every year. Um, and with Zelda 2 con constantly getting or Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 constantly getting delayed, I think this year you still want to get some kind of Zelda-ness in there. <laughs> and so I think there's a chance that you get either Wind Waker or Twilight Princess this year. If not, then two years from now. I think like, the year after you get Breath of the Wild. I think they're literally si sitting on Wind Waker and Twilight Princess at the moment, waiting for a time, oh to, waiting for the time to be right. I don't believe, I Nintendo is allegedly sitting on so many finished games right now that they are not releasing. I'm not But sure I do, I, I think that's sure true I though. I don't think it's true. You don't think so? Imran wrote a whole article about how they're sitting on one, two, switch the sequel. Well. Nintendo just like sitting on shit. I, I do, I do, be, I do believe Imran's uh, expert reporting, but. Can you ask Imran right now? Like, are, are we going to get Twilight Princess? Imran, are we getting Twilight Princess on Switch? Maybe. <laughs> That's not helpful. That's a hard definitive maybe. maybe from what Imran. That mean? <laughs> a very definitive maybe from Imran. That's why you gotta love Imran Khan. He has the scoops. <laughs> he does.
Let's close I, out. I, I think they're probably sitting on a couple things. I don't believe they're sitting on the treasure trove of things that people seem to think that they are. Mm, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's close out the Roper Report with story number six, another edition of Let Me Buy This Fucking X- Xbox. Uh, Roger, I, have a, I have a link for you to pull up. Yeah. Uh, Xbox tweeted this out this morning. Uh, the Xbox Series X is looking a little bit different after a bit of love and thunder. Follow at Xbox and retweet with hashtag for love and thunder Xbox sweepstakes for a chance to win this this epic Mjolnir themed uh, Series X. Best of luck, age of 18 plus, ends July 21st. Wait, do you think that they thing. have the handle with this or is that just photoshopped? Because I think it might just be photoshopped. That's my issue. Mm, if it's photoshopped i feel like that's misleading that's false advertising all right that's false advertising because that that i think the that looks like a render it doesn't look real the handle does make it though it does but it's out of focus you know what i mean i don't know this doesn't look real it doesn't come with a handle there's no way that comes with a handle are you kidding me I don't know. Do you know how annoying? You imagine how annoying that would be to try to fit into an entertainment center. No, I don't want that. That looks. But like, just make it attachable. Make it like, hey, you can take this thing off if you want. If you just want the the, you know, base Xbox. But let me if you give if you give me a Mjolnir themed Xbox Series X, I want a handle to come with it. Separately. I think it looks stupid with or without the handle. I think it looks stupid. You yeah, know, I'm excited for Thor: Love and Thunder. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm very excited to see that movie. I think this looks stupid. <laughs> I like this. I like, and I like Xbox Series X, these special editions in general. I think they do such a good job of, uh, like, making them spectacular. One of the ones we looked at a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago at this point, was the Stranger Things one. That, uh, and they, they had, like, a whole description about how this Xbox Series X was pulled from the upside down. And so it has, like, all the tendrils and stuff from, like, the monsters and shit that you get from Stranger Things. I love that type of shit. I wish PlayStation would do more of that kind of stuff. I will say... I will say, I wish game consoles just across the board would have more cool, weird versions that I could buy yes. sooner. Like the thing that breaks my heart, uh, when when the, the 3DS was coming out, like I got a 3DS. And then after that, over the next like six or seven years, they came out with 20 other versions that I thought looked way cool than my base model 3DS. But I didn't want to buy them because I already owned a 3DS. And the Switch is like kind of the same way like they keep coming out with new versions of the switch i did eventually get the animal crossing switch which made me really really happy but like i'm never i I don't know the the xbox like i have my series small and it's plain white and i'm gonna start slapping stickers on it to make it cooler because hell yeah i'm like i i want to buy more cooler consoles i want to go back to the good old days of uh the game boy advance and game boy color like being translucent and having like the the crystal-y see-through stuff that was so cool we should have more stuff like that do you remember the pikachu n64 yeah my cousin had that oh, and that i was dope. so jealous of him that was dope as shit do you uh, remember like the hideous like like mustardy orange yellow gamecube yes that's great disgusting stuff. horrible <laughs> absolutely disgusting uh i remember before the switch and maybe even like as the switch was coming out when we had all the theories about oh what if you could get like different types of joy oh roger has the pikachu dude this is so funny because this is the first time i ever saw an n64 as a kid and i just remembered this and i thought that this is what they all looked like no oh my god holy shit this just brought me back to a place oh my god sorry yeah dude the fucking pokeball to turn it on is fucking yeah uh but remember when joy cons like we had the theory that oh they have to do different types of Joy-Cons. Like, what if you could do Joy-Cons that are just GameCube controller Joy-Cons or oh Joy-Cons that are, like, I don't know, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat Joy-Cons or some shit. Like, I, we thought that they were going to go crazy know. with the different types of Joy-Cons, and it's just different colors. The most gullible sentence in gamer language is, Nintendo has to do X, or Nintendo yes. would be fools not to do X. 
They will not do it for you. They will not. WNDs, man. Weird Nintendo care. decisions. They do not <laughs> care. Uh, Rebecca, I can't wait to see whatever the next weird Nintendo decision is. And honestly, you probably won't have to wait that long for it. But if today I want to know where, where I can look to get... I forget the whole thing. I messed up the transition. If I don't know where I can go for Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? <laughs> the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got F122 for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X slash S. Centipede Recharged for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Switch, PC, Atari VCS, and Stadia. We got Fire Squad for PC, Game Deck for Switch and PC, and then Parasite Pack for Switch, Xbox Series X, PS5, and PS4. We got one new date for you. Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis is coming to PS4 on August 31st. Now it's time to squad up. Manic Pixel wrote in with a squad up on Steam and says, hey, guys, I just joined the Steam Deck gang. Round of applause. Woo! Manic Pixel. Oh, my God. Welcome Congratulations. to the Deck Boys. Welcome to the Deck Boys. Oh uh, this is my first attempt at any, any kind of PC gaming, so I have zero Steam friends. At the moment, I mainly just want times, I want times to compare myself to you on Neon White. But I'm sure we can keep it a fat five on some other games as well. Much love as always. If you want to add Manic Pixel on Steam, Manic Pixel's username is Manic underscore Pixel. That is Manic underscore Pixel. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. That's where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Nano writes in and says, we'd be on Sly 5 and there's been many rumors and insider reports that a Sly 5 is in development. Um, so that's not a you're wrong because we, we said that, but Hi, good Nano. clarification. Uh, and then Nano also says, uh, <laughs> I see no monetary portion to the Riders Republic event, uh, just bringing awareness and teaching people what is most affected by a wild wildfire. Okay, Appreciate. people can't do anything with that. We cannot, like, I, me, it, sorry, me and my house, I cannot stop the wildfires. Somebody with money and power has to do that. I would love to help. Like, like, call me if we can get, like, you know, a thousand people together to go. No, Rebecca, you have to go. You like, have to stop the sharks I from have getting... Fished, Rebecca. I will it's on donate you. money. I will protest. I will do, but 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 a Ubisoft game telling me that wildfires exist is not going to help. You just Preach. don't care about sharks. You just don't care about sharks. I care. I actually care. Deeply. These sharks are getting are getting fished. <laughs> my, fins. My, They're my doing ex, things to fins. My ex actually was really passionate about like fighting back against shark finning. So I'm actually weirdly aware of shark finning. Here's the thing. I'm not that aware of the shark finning. I was aware of like shit. I know. I know like uh dolphins get fucked up a yeah, lot yeah, uh i was aware not. of that stuff i didn't know what sharks were getting finned and so you know what good on you skull and bones yeah <laughs> thanks for enlightening me i did know that wildfires existed and so you know maybe i could use like a donation link or something with that ubisoft but hey we'll see how you guys do that in the fall when that comes out or next year whenever that comes out uh rebecca thank you so much for joining me on this episode of kind of funny games daily it's been a pleasure to have you thank you so much for having me it was a lovely time where can people find your work uh, you can find me on Twitter at Duck Valentine. You can find the things that I write at IGN.com. Uh, probably going to have a couple reports out in the next month, so stay tuned. Hell yeah. Uh, if you're watching this uh, right now, uh, next week's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this on Monday. We're off for American Independence Day, so go out there and have have some good barbecue. Uh, on Tuesday, 
We got Greg and Gary. Wednesday, it is question marks and Janet Garcia. Thursday, it is Greg and Tim. Then on Friday, it is Greg and me. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is a sponsored Outriders World Slayer stream featuring Mike, Greg, and myself. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com. So it's kind of funny plays. Remember this. Has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every day live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.